0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen, episode 24, the Ken Griffey jr of podcast, the Kobe Bryant of podcast, the Ricky going to steal your bases and your girlfriend Henderson of podcast. It's sports nuts and beer guts with you. your host, Logan Bryant. We've got Chris Collette coming from his mother's basement. We've something got like that. <laughs> Matthew Hickman coming from the bunker. That's
1: right. That's a nice intro tonight,
0: Logan. You brought the brought the energy. You did a little little number research. Well, I had to do research for something because I am ill prepared, boys. I still have a little uh, little college football hangover going on over here. I am not getting anything done at work. Anything done at home? But by George, we're getting a podcast done.
2: That's right. I love that you used your Ricky Henderson. I got, I got two really good stories about him. Number one, the Oakland Athletics uh, accounting department came up a million dollars short and couldn't figure out why the hell their books were off by a million dollars. It's because Ricky Henderson had a bonus check for a million dollars hanging on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> he never cashed. <laughs> had not been cashed. <laughs> so, again, basically a duplicate check that he could put on the wall and awesome. so he could go ahead and cash it. Clear the books for the year, so everything looked right. I and mean, then the second at, one,
0: at some point, those checks are stale dated, right? Like at some point, like
2: yeah. I mean, most of them checks say like ninety days. 90 yeah. Days, yeah. <laughs> uh, not not the brightest guy. The second one is he. Uh, I think he was with the Mets at this time. Is later in his career. John Olrude was the first baseman, and uh, John Olrude was. Uh, he later in his career, he started wearing a helmet. It's uh, he some kind of brain issue type thing. So it was a safety issue wearing a helmet. Ricky Henderson goes, man, you won't believe this. I used to play with a guy in Toronto. that wore a helmet and John Ulrich looks at him. And he goes, uh, yeah, that was me. Big guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Love some Ricky. Glad oh. he, glad he is that number.
0: Ricky, not the brightest, uh, brightest of the bunch. Well, guys, we got, uh, we've got some NFL football to talk. We've got some college basketball, to talk we're going fast food we're going vegas we're even going to bring up the uh the show survivor gentlemen are you guys ready i think so let's bring it all right let's jump right in and make sense of the week guys last weekend we had two nfl games both decent games neither being generous (laughs) neither one of them were great games uh, the first matchup, we saw the your your Tennessee Titans, Chris, fall to the Chiefs, 24-35. What happened?
2: Um, that game ended right before the half when Mahomes ran for about 30 yards for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Rashawn Evans, he had him. I don't know what the hell happened. Um, true story, Patrick Mahomes and Peyton Manning had the same 40 time in the combine. Wow. wow never guessed that one. 4.84. One of,
0: just, one of them just knows how to use his a little better. Evidently. Yeah. Uh,
2: I guess so. And, uh yeah, Mahomes, uh, when they scored the touchdown, I thought in the first half the Titans probably were the better team uh, as far as how they played. And the Titans were down four points at halftime. So, I knew it was over at that point. Uh, yeah, I think it was over
0: before that. I think it was over when the Titans punted <laughs> in the first half.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. I But the the previous possession prior to that, they ran their three most conservative plays, handoff, handoff. And then let's just throw a little not even screen pass, just a little dump off to Deion Lewis and punt the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. Terrible idea. Bad idea. Uh, Yeah, So, but the game went about like I expected. Uh, I was trying to be optimistic last week because people call me pessimistic as a Titans fan, but the Chiefs were the better team. And then the other game, oh, dear, dear God.
0: Well, before we get there, Hickman, are the Chiefs this good,
2: or is Patrick
0: Mahomes just this good?
1: I mean, it's it's a little both. Mahomes is is fantastic. So remember, the Chiefs were still a really good team with Alex Smith, and now you add a, uh, you know,
2: generational
1: talents. Yeah, yeah. The highest. We we talked about this before. The highest ceiling we've seen at quarterback. Um, he makes throws like some of those. You know, off balance, crosses body, throws him and Aaron. He and Aaron Rodgers, the only people I've seen, you know, they, they can make those throws. Um, and he has he's so smart. Like that's what what gets me. He knows the situation, the down and distance so well. He uses the sideline well. Um, man,
2: he he's he uses his legs to get first downs when he needs it. And yeah, yeah, doesn't and take doesn't, hits. Doesn't typically. take hits. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's um, <clears throat> so I think the Chiefs are really good. If you take away Mahomes. They're still a playoff team, um, but he's he's an absolute monster. So um, I love watching him.
0: Well, on the other side, we had the Packers not put up much of a fight to the 49ers. Um, as the 49ers took a play out of the Titans playbook and decided to throw the ball for eight eight times for 77 yards uh, while beating the Packers by 17. I think it's safe to say that
1: they're not super confident in Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh, probably accurate. They've, you know, Kyle Shanahan's just like taking, you know, taking the keys away from him which um he's he's a really good coach. So, well well played and they've got pass rushers all over the place on the other side of the ball. So, um the right team won. The Packers just, I mean, we Really, I think we called both of the games last week, right about spot on, if I'm not mistaken. Accurate. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, not not much to say there, but uh, I don't think Jimmy G's great. I think the Niners are
0: really good, top to bottom, though. So, guys, do we have the best two teams in football playing for the Super Bowl? I, uh, I, I
2: ahead, might Chris. put Baltimore. I think. I mean, I think Baltimore and Kansas in City Kansas are probably City. the two best teams. Um, if you go out west, or out, I'll say out west, if you go to the NFC, I I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. I, I
1: think that's right. I think the Saints. Yeah, the
2: Saints okay. are right.
1: I think the four best teams in football would be Baltimore, Kansas City. Um, not in that order, but Baltimore, Kansas City, the Saints, and the 49ers. I would agree. Yeah. But stuff yeah,
0: happens in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I'm looking at um, looking at the stats right now and San Francisco scored more points than the Saints um, and gave up fewer points, had a much bigger differential than the Saints and and a much harder division. Um, I mean, it took me a while to get to realize that the 49ers were actually good this year. It was probably halfway through the year and I looked at their record and thought, good gracious, this team may actually be able to do something. It's a crazy turnaround. I mean, I think they had won, what, with most four or five games in the last three years
2: leading well, up I to mean, this. They last year. Basically yeah. all last year. They did, they did pawn it uh, smartly, and they, they, got they got Joey Bosa. Is it Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa? Which one is it? Nick. Nick. Okay. They got Nick Bosa. There. He's a stud. They're both the studs, both Bosa guys.
0: So Jimmy G basically pulled a Tom Brady there and decided when he's not playing, the team is going to suck. Except the Patriots Except the
1: Patriots are good when he wasn't there <laughs> it was yeah it was it was, it was interesting that the 49ers absolutely did the you know did the right thing they weren't going anywhere it's, it's be interesting to see what what they come out with in the Super Bowl because I totally trust um you know Kyle Shanahan's play calling and the Super Bowl is going to be like it'll be redemption for one of the two coaches because they each had you know meltdowns against New England in the Super Bowl if Kyle Shanahan changes one or two things they win that game. The we forget this the Eagles Super Bowl against the Patriots the the Eagles turned it over like four times in Patriots territory in a game they lost by a field goal and then had bizarre clock management at the end totally winnable game that you know was not an, Andy
2: by an injury team in the playoffs
1: <laughs> shocking, yeah, shocking. I never really got eight, that. eight minute drive when Donovan McNabb's puking that was not a not a great look
2: <laughs> I, I love Andy Reid but he does have uh, some very quirky clock management skills he is the guy the
1: that needs to hire the 14 year old that's so good at madden and understands you know the clock and just you know sit him up in the box tell him to use timeouts
0: well guys we got a uh we got another two weeks here until we get to super bowl matchup early line kansas city by one you guys Ooh, surprised by that
2: i it opened as a pick em and i i genuinely thought it would open as a pick em. san francisco top to bottom is a better team Patrick Mahomes is by far the better quarterback. <laughs> yeah, um, put those together. Yeah, I, I, I thought Pickham was what it would open at, and it did. I do think it might get up to Kansas City minus three, uh, just because Mahomes will tilt the line that much. I think. But right, a, go go ahead. ahead. Oh, you're good. Well, no, I, I
1: think I think you're. right. I think that the line does skew that way. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm sure we'll get to our predictions next week with it. But uh, there's there's a scenario where. San Francisco just doesn't move the ball in the game. I'd be interesting to see how, how that's going to turn out. But
0: you mean they can't just terror. hand it to Raheem Mostert and get another 220 yards? <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> absolute stud. I, I saw some funny stats on him, and it might be a reason why Purdue fired their football coach. <laughs> um, his junior year, he led the nation in kickoff return yards. Um, which you're like, okay, we probably need to get that guy the ball. Like, I mean, if he's yeah. doing good returning kicks. He had 11 touches on offense the whole year. <laughs> um, The guy Eleven. that had 11 yeah. ju- in junior a- year, junior year. It's not like he was this freshman running year.
1: Yeah. Running back in the NFL who went to Purdue noted yeah. college football powerhouse <laughs> and NFL draft stockpiler gave him 11 touches. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I do think, I think 49ers are really good. I was, I mean, Aaron Rodgers put up 20 points. By going 31 of 39, uh, Aaron Jones ran almost for five yards a play, and they still were never in that game. So, I definitely think the 49ers deserve to to come out of the NFC. Um, I think Chris said, top to bottom, they are the better team. Uh, If they can somehow contain Mahomes, I give them a shot, but that's that's a pretty tall task. Well, guys, we got some other NFL news that came about. Was it this morning that we got the news? That instead of playing for anybody else, the man who demanded that he play for nobody else but the New York football Giants, Eli Manning, retiring as the currently he is the highest paid NFL player in the history of the game, has decided wow. to retire. Hickman, how will you remember Eli Manning? Um, I'll remember him for two plays. I uh, remember him for <laughs> the, the end, catch
1: the 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 helmet catch like well, okay 3 and then the and then the uh, slug out to a uh, plastic burst to win that game and then the throw of his life to Mario Manningham in the fourth quarter of the other Super Bowl against New England um remember him for those things he outplayed Brady in two Super Bowls nuts um I, I loved it obviously so <laughs> um Remember that, I guess, a guy that um, did well in New York, given everything that was around him. Overall, underwhelming, you know, I mean, above-average quarterback for his career uh, with a couple of really transcendent moments.
0: His 117 and 117 record isn't awing you at all, Hickman.
1: <laughs> Maybe I should remove above from that last tag. <laughs>
0: Chris, Eli Manning, two-time Super Bowl MVP.
2: Uh, There's an asterisk on one of those. (laughs) Tuck deserved it that one year.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah, Tuck didn't throw for any touchdowns, though, did he? No. Chris, how will you remember Eli Manning?
2: Um, I'm going to remember him by uh, being a meme, the Eli Manning face, Uh, throwing the ball to the other team unnecessarily way too often. Um, being just good enough to never lose his job, but not good enough to really like receive an MVP vote, MVP vote, MVP vote. Easy for you to say. I know ever (laughs) like literally had zero MVP votes, uh, in the regular season. Uh, so just, uh, just an average quarterback. So you're saying a guy who never received an MVP
0: vote. So he was never elite in any season. Is he going to the Hall of Fame? Pickman you go first.
1: So um I think he will get in because of Good he won name. two Super Bowl MVPs. He <laughs> yeah, his his brother's a top three all time quarterback. And um he he won him in New York, which I did, you know gaps for something matters. Should, yeah. should, should should he be um no I mean, I like the guy. I love what he did, uh, but I don't think he should be. I do think he will be, though.
0: I mean, I don't know how good you have to be, but he did have four Pro Bowls that he went to, guys. Hmm. Four. Four. How many has Andy Dalton been to? Three. (laughs) (laughs) So Andy Dalton is one year away from having having a shot there, boys. Chris, Eli Manning, is he a Hall of Famer?
2: Is he a Hall of Famer? Hell no. He's not even close to a Hall of Famer. Will he get in for the reasons Hickman said? Yes, he will. Also, another little small detail on this. Him retiring this year will help him get into the Hall of Fame for two reasons. First off, um, there, there tends to be a log jam at certain positions yeah. over time. Um, Brady, Breeze, Rodgers, those guys aren't going to play forever. Eventually, they're going to retire. All three are head and shoulders better it's than not. Eli. And then also Roethlisberger, I'd put him as better. Uh, those those four. I don't. Roethlisberger's not better than Eli?
1: that's. I'm a Steelers fan, and I think he's the most overrated quarterback of the generation. I
2: don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> if, I was putting a, if I was So you think the Steelers would have been better off with Eli quarterback over Roethlisberger?
1: I think they would have been exactly the same. Yeah. He's more Big. durable. He's, he would have been healthy in moments when Roethlisberger wasn't. The Steelers the Steelers tanked like three or four seasons just because Roethlisberger missed two or three games. Really good teams were derailed by his injuries, and that's a part of it. On top of him choking in some huge moments and only being good in like three playoff games. So I think they would have been the same. So there you go. Uh, Big
0: Ben, if you're listening, feel free to slide into our DMs and uh, um, and defend yourself on this one. Awesome.
2: Worst leader, Eli.
1: but that's another thing.
2: Back back to Eli. Um, <laughs> it's really hard. Like passer rating is not a perfect stat, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to have passer rating like going from a, a certain generation to another generation of quarterbacks, like eras. Yeah. So I'm gonna stick with uh, quarterbacks in the Eli Manning era, era. Um, any guesses who has the exact same passer rating as Eli Manning? Ooh. Alex Smith. Um, no. Alex Smith is a better than Eli yeah, Manning. Yeah, I would
0: assume he's better. Um he's probably more efficient. I'm gonna yeah. go with in the Eli Manning era. This guy has a Super Bowl. Oh
1: okay. I'll let you um, guess
0: before I get my second. Rich Gannon. Pigman your guess?
2: Joey Flacco. Joey Flacco. <laughs> Correct. Um do you know who has a better passer rating than him? Alex Smith. Alex Smith. <laughs> what about what about your quarterback uh, up in Cincinnati? Dandy yeah. Andy, the Red Dandy, Rifle. Dandy Andy's better. And then an actual good comp that has basically the same playing time career. Um, Carson Palmer has a better one. Um, Eli Manning is average. He's, he's not. He's not a Hall of Famer. He will get in. Also, another reason. I don't know if I said this or not yet, but as time goes on, some of the old Old riders that will be more inclined to vote for Eli Manning won't be in the room when they're deciding Hall of Fame voters. So the sooner he can get on sooner the plate, like, I don't know if it's a five year wait in the NFL. I'm not sure the wait time, but the sooner the better for him. But Chris, you have quite the uh, conspiracy
0: here with Eli. Could it simply be he's retiring because he has nowhere to play next
2: year? I. <laughs> I don't, it's going to be a crazy quarterback off season. <laughs> Very excited I, I just, about that, honestly. I think right before free agency starts, I think we're going to have that as a making sense and, and try to guess where quarterbacks <laughs> end up. Because, I mean, there could be like, I don't know, eight quarterback changes. Big names, six too. Yeah. Six to eight quarterback changes. It, it could be pretty crazy. True.
0: Well, guys, Eli Manning is going to retire. As I mentioned, the highest pl- paid player in NFL history. Seventh all-time in career passing yards, seventh all-time in career touchdowns, a two-time Super Bowl MVP, four-time pro bowler, Eli Manning, farewell. I will most remember you for demanding a trade to the Giants and refusing to play with, um, not with Phillip Rivers, but with the Chargers. I've always viewed Eli Manning as a little turd, little whiny turd. So other than... All because
1: of that one thing?
0: Yes. All because of... Pretty quiet, tough guy ever since... He is not tough. There is nothing tough about Eli Manning.
1: Watch the 2011 NFC Championship game and tell me the dude's not tough. Not Uh, tough. (laughs) (laughs) You obviously didn't watch that game. I remember watching... Burn. I remember watching it with A. Wall and wondering how the dude was gonna like get up.
2: No, was that the game that Tom Tom Coughlin's face was like frozen red, just absolutely ice cold? Oh,
0: that yeah, was the a, one game where Coughlin's face was red. That's pretty <laughs> much every
2: game. That's why I was. That's, that's what I was saying.
1: That, that was 07. This is the one in 2012 against San Francisco, um, with uh, you know the Jim Harbaugh 49ers. Anyway.
0: All right, guys, we made sense of of the NFL. We made sense of Eli Manning. We will briefly try to make sense of college basketball this year. I don't know if you guys have watched it. I don't know if I've even said this on the podcast. I used to be a big college basketball fan, used to defend it. The product is undefendable. It is an awful product. Watching games is terrible, it takes forever. I've seen way too many 40 minute basketball games where there have been 50 plus fouls, 30 plus turnovers, a stoppage every 30
2: seconds. I mean, how many monitor visits for random non nonsense? And I'm sorry,
0: but if you got to go with a monitor for something, I understand. Can we not get these refs a freaking. 30 40 inch TV I mean they still are on those old school little tiny 12 inch monitors of course it takes them 10 minutes they can't see anything it's probably a black and white monitor over there I don't get it but that leads to my first point guys can we make sense why do college basketball refs suck so bad
2: Chris um yeah I don't I don't know I mean uh Douglas Martin. Uh, ex-college basketball referee, friend of the podcast. Fire. Um, I, I've told him multiple times that the reason college basketball sucks is two reasons. Uh, you can't get into the thing where you call a foul on one team, one possession, and you have to make it up the next possession, yeah. and you go back and forth with that. It ruins the flow of the game. It ruins the game. Um, fans go there to see the players play. Nobody wants to see guys foul out. So calling the tiki tack fouls that literally – like. They just call so they're being seen. Like it's just like, do you really need to call off the ball hand check? Like a guy Did like. you see
0: the ref make that call? I think it was Louisville and, uh, who are they playing? They were playing. Oh, like Pitt. I think they were playing Pitt. Pitt no. tipped the ball in at the at the buzzer. The ref dances halfway down the court to call an over the back charge. Like Chris oh. said,
2: ain't nobody there to see you, man. Keep those dance moves at home. Yeah, and then also. The the charge needs to go.
0: It does, man. Like,
2: it's like those referees, as you were saying, they literally do 14 hops to go. <laughs> Jay Billis, like, mocks him. And he's always like, if you made the charge the most boring call ever, the rest would stop calling it. And it's yep. so true. Like, yep. You got, like, Ted Valentine, um, Pat whatever his name is. Pat Bug guys, Pat Adams. To call a and charge,
0: it, you should literally have to stick your finger in your butthole. That should be how you call a charge.
2: And then you have shalls.
0: Don't talk about Snoop Dougie Doug like that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, you just – that's a problem. It's charges, and then they call way too many fouls.
0: And here's the deal, guys. It's going to get worse because I don't know if you guys know this, but at lower levels, it is almost impossible to find refs, especially in basketball these days. Nobody wants to do it at the little league level. Let alone the high school level, let alone the small college level, to get um, to the to the upper levels of college, it's a backlog. Nobody wants it. College refs are going to continue to suck, and we're all just going to have to deal with it. And the problem is, I don't even think they're necessarily biased anymore. I used to always think they'd have a kind of a you know something against certain coaches. They're just awful both ways. It's not fun.
2: But we also have national sports radio. I mean, every time I turn the car on. There's a radio from TWSAA saying, hey, we need officials. <laughs> they do. And I'm just like, wow. Didn't realize it was that bad. But
0: Well, unfortunately, not only do the refs suck in college basketball, Hickman, teams in college basketball suck this year.
2: What is going on?
0: Make oh, sense of this.
2: Oh, hold on. Question, yeah. Hickman. Mm-hmm. Who's ranked number one in the nation right now? Uh, Baylor. Who's ranked number two?
1: Gonzaga. Oh, here we go. Here we go.
2: What about number three?
1: Uh, uh, Duke lost, but Louisville?
2: I have no clue. No, nope, they lost two.
1: You can't ask me a question if you don't know the answer. I didn't think you'd uh, get number
2: one and two right.
1: Well, okay, so we're already at the record for the most number one teams in a season, right? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, once in a while you have these years where there's no, no dominant team, there's no, you know, we're not seeing a – a Zion out there or, you know, some of those, uh, those uh, superstar talents that everybody's Andrew Wiggins, you know, everybody wanted to watch. It's just not there this year. So, you know, it's, it's the fields wide open and be a fun year for, you know, a good year for some random school to grab a, grab a national championship, but I just can't get excited about (laughs) it's going to be a blue blood again.
0: No, but random teams can make the final four random teams. Their first time don't win the national title. It just doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, they do get to the Final Four. You're right. I'm trying to think of one that ever won it. I guess Guess it hasn't happened. Te- I guess Florida in 06 was kind of out of nowhere.
0: Sure. They weren't yeah. a perennial power.
1: Yeah. I, I, don't know.
0: I don't know. I was like three years old at that point. I don't remember. In
1: 2006?
0: <laughs> yep. We, you know, I remember this. We had an RA
1: meeting during the national championship game.
0: That was lame.
1: Yeah, it was. We
0: were Kids, not happy. Don't go to Bible college and be an RA. <laughs> Worst move ever. <laughs> no, I, 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 <laughs> I do think that there are – I mean, I think there's 20 teams that can make the Final Four this year, maybe even more than that. Um, I don't know if you are a you – know, I don't know what job is harder this year, being a college basketball ref or a, an AP writer trying to rank these teams this year. Um, but I will use this time to mention that last week Duke lost twice, once at home – and dropped just as many spots as Kentucky, who lost one time and won one game on the road uh, against a very good Arkansas team. They both dropped five spots in the rankings.
2: Yeah, Drives sounds about wins. right. Did you see me. where Rutgers was ranked? I did. That's how bad college <laughs> basketball is. Rutgers is ranked.
0: They're actually good, but it looks like they're getting smoked by Iowa right now, so I don't know how good they can be. Um, I mean, Dayton is a heck of a team this year. They could make a deep run in the tournament. I think Baylor's really good. Gonzaga could be good. They're not going to play anybody until March. Um, but there's uh, there's a lot of parity in college basketball this year. I'm not real sure why that is, but I think it's just going to keep – th- I think it'll it'll continue um, as we get rid of some of these one-and-dones out of the game. Um, as coaches, I think right now are flirting with the NCAA, and there's a whole lot of cheating going on, and they're daring the NCAA to do something about it.
2: I did see Will Wade – Coaching last night, and it was so. I was just like, How's this guy still a coach?
0: Oh, dude, it's well. Speaking of shady business, last night we had a Royal Rumble brawl for them all down in Kansas. I assume both of you guys saw this fight that spilled over into the handicapped <laughs> s- section <laughs> of fans over there. Some of the funniest pictures were on Twitter last night of, of just. Kansas owned fans reaction to this game um you know and the fight that happened guys there was a melee benches cleared in the stands chairs were picked up and pulled out of players hands and we get four players suspended <laughs> four players suspended i mean back
1: to your <laughs> Refs are really doing their job, and yeah, we can always trust the NCAA to make fair and equitable decisions. So, you know,
0: (laughs) I don't know, I don't know if you guys remember. um, It was several years ago. I don't know, five, six, maybe longer than that years ago. Xavier and Cincinnati went at it. Yep. Uh, Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that was, yeah.
0: That fight never left the court, and there was like eight or nine players suspended from that fight.
2: Literally uh, five to six players from each side.
0: Yeah, yeah like what <laughs> guy got suspended for a comment he made after the game about the fight? They suspended him a game for it. I mean, you knew those dudes hated each other. It was Xavier and Cincinnati. I mean, yeah. That's, um, I mean Kansas. I've I've mentioned this several times. They got middle fingers up at the NCAA, daring them to do something. They don't care. I do think this is Bill Self last rodeo. Um, whether whether it's by choice or not, I think this is his last year in Kansas, and you know they actually have a decent team this year. Uh, but I could not believe those the lack of suspensions that came out of that 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 melee.
2: I uh, I thought it was a very open shut case on suspensions. Um, you could even stagger them if you're the big the Big Twelve, so that they have enough players to play. Um, I actually the guy that got the the twelve game suspension for Kansas. Um, other than picking up a chair, I I had no problem with anything <laughs> he did. Um, some some scrub for Kansas State steals the ball with five seconds to go to go shoot a layup for some asinine reason. The guy blocks him and stands over him. The, the guy deserved it to be stando like he, he got what he did. Like if you're gonna steal the ball and you get it stuffed in your face, that guy better stand in your face. Like it, it and then <laughs> literally the entire Kansas State bench comes on the court to attack him i'm sorry but if people are attacking you you're not just going to get your ass beat without right, a fight right um right, i don't yeah. know what else he was and he did pick up a chair but i don't know if somebody pulled it out of his hands or he dropped it because he's oh, like no. this is a bad it, idea
0: it definitely got pulled out of his hands
2: um but yeah the, the chair thing was was not great but at the same time i'm like i don't know what else he's supposed to do in that situation i would have anybody that left the bench given automatic one game suspension Anybody that's actually actively involved in the fight, you can go more than one game. Uh, so that's always been my thought is I thought that was the, the rule in
0: every conference. For the the events, bench, yeah.
2: This is crazy. Guaranteed they actually, one game. They actually uh, didn't because this wasn't deemed a fight. <laughs> okay. Game, what do you game call of, it then? The game officials didn't call it a fight because they wanted to be able to finish the game five on five. Uh, Because if it was deemed a fight, then anybody that left the bench area was automatically ejected and suspended a game. So it wasn't deemed a fight on the court in the Big 12. Didn't deem it a fight afterwards either, apparently.
0: For convenience. Chris, you may know this as a former college basketball manager. Every one of these teams has more than a handful of managers who play on a regular basis against other managers. By George, yeah. if Kansas has to play their next three games with their managers out there around the court,
2: then so be it. But you can't just I, say, I well, especially since Tennessee's playing Kansas. Yeah, that would uh, have been awesome. <laughs> no complaints on my end. <laughs>
0: oh, man. I mean, to me, the most amazing part of the whole fight was that somehow Bill Sell's hairpiece
2: stayed on and did not move. Um, I,
1: he's got a good two-pay guy.
2: I think my my favorite thing was getting the 606 by God (laughs) high school announcers uh, overlapped with the fight. If you haven't seen this video,
0: it's on Twitter. Um, My favorite thing on that quickly, that 606 by God. Um, This team is in the All-A Classic in Kentucky. Kentucky only has one state champion in basketball, so all the small schools this time of year get together and have a little tournament. But this region, for whatever reason, does not allow – any video of their basketball games in the like the mountains the 15th region um, all a classic so these announcers decided to set up a video on themselves calling the game and man i'm glad they did because if you haven't heard that call it is hilarious all right guys let's get to some chug sip, or poor action we're coming right out of the gate with some wholesome yoo-hoo hickman Chuck sip or pour the chocolatey goodness of a yuho in a glass bottle in a glass bottle only. So
1: two, <laughs> good point. Two uh, two notes about yuho. First of all, um, I uh, like to always keep uh, snacks and beverages available for the for my team at work, and youhoo is an absolute favorite. Oh. So if I if I run out of yuho, um, it is it is known in a hurry. So my my guys will let me know. So they love some yuho.
0: Do Definitely. you work at an elementary school?
1: <laughs> no, I, I do not um, but Some days it does seem like middle school lunch in there um, The very first day I ever went to football practice In what 1996 As an impressionable 7th grader um, Everybody's going through warm-ups Got their pads on I'm terrified, didn't know what was going on Hadn't even seen our middle school head coach. He walks up in front of all of us and he's drinking a Yoo-Hoo. He gathers everybody around together. He's got his Yoo-Hoo in his glass bottle. He sort of this was in Alabama, by the way. He stares at us, first ever Clay Chalkville middle school football team. He goes, Boys, listen to me. There ain't nothing better than a daggum you hoo. <laughs> Wise words from coach I don't remember his last name. Uh, he loved it, obviously. I'm going to sip you Not something I'm really ever going to go out and look for. Personally, uh, it's not terrible, but um, I, if I drank one every five years, I think that would be enough.
0: I don't know when the last time I had a you hoo I can't remember exactly what you tastes like. Come by my office. But I do think that you is one of those drinks that, like, like you mentioned, there's a generation older than us that... Love them some who oh, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but it was always one of those drinks. That I felt like when my dad would bring me home one, or we'd be at a gas station and he'd hand me one. I feel like I was supposed to like it a whole lot more than I ever did. Like it was one of those things. <laughs> it was supposed to be like this super awesome treat, and I'm just like, it's chocolate milk. I can make this with Hershey syrup back at the house. Um, not have milk though, huh? <laughs> <laughs> milk's way better. Chocolate milk's way better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't get you. I will probably never have another one uh, for the rest of my life. So, for that reason, I'm pouring out the you. hoo uh, because if I had one now, I'm probably not finishing it. I'm pouring that thing out.
2: Totally Chris, makes
0: sense. Chug, Zipper,
2: pour a you. Uh, I'm gonna pour out you. if I want chocolate milk, I'm gonna make my own damn chocolate milk. <laughs> so I don't need Yoo-Hoo. Um hoo literally takes tastes like if if I had my three year old make chocolate milk. I imagine he would make something that would taste like yuho. It's just not good. Like I've never had it and be like, man, can't wait to have another yuho. I've had <laughs> it and I'm like, it's like bad chocolate milk, and that's all. That's all I have on it. I'm gonna bring
1: some Yoo-Hoo's next time I see y'all, just so that uh, please you know, don't we
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't know if Tito's and yuho go together that well.
1: <laughs> oh gosh,
2: not kalua. That's, that's the mixer for Yoo-Hoo. It's Tito's with everything. I mean.
0: Coffee, got it. <laughs> all right, guys. Next week, we have the moment you've all been waiting for. Which is? The Pro Bowl. Oh, gosh. The NFL Pro Bowl next week. A little primer for the Super Bowl.
2: Chris, chug it or pour some Pro Bowl action. Um. Quick question on this. Uh, Xavier Rhodes. Um, Pro Bowler cornerback for the Minnesota Vikings. He made the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah. Um Pro Stood. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um PFF, I think it's like Pro Football Focus or something like that. Um they like rank players. Is that the ones that rank players? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they rank players. So they ranked 121 cornerbacks this year. Any guesses where Xavier Rhodes was ranked? Well, I mean he's in the Pro Bowl, so got to be top 10. <laughs>
1: I'm going to guess 28.
2: You would be wrong. He was ranked 116th. Oh my gosh, 116. Like, like. It. So you,
1: <laughs> so you mean if I had played corner in the NFL, I would have only been seven spots behind Xavier Rhodes.
2: <laughs> uh, yes, that is what I'm saying. Um, Hickman, you have never
0: played corner in the NFL, and you're only six spots behind Xavier Rhodes. It,
1: exactly. One twenty two out of one twenty. You know, oh, wait, I'm, yeah, he was. One, I'm bad at math. Never mind.
2: It's 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 literally just a uh, it's basically name recognition. Those players get in on name recognition. Um, it's a terrible game. I think last year my favorite part about the Pro Bowl wasn't the actual game. Is Adam Thielen doing some quarterback competition uh, that actually intrigued me. But as far as the game, I'm, I'm pouring it out. Um, just just god awful.
0: Chris, I'm looking up Xavier Rhodes stats for this year. He had no interceptions. Uh, three, Same four, five,
2: six—about eight pass de- passes defended. You know what his passer rating against was? Oh, it's got to be good. One twenty-seven point six.
1: What? No, <laughs> yes. that—that's like better than any quarterback's had in a single season. I think.
0: Like,
2: yes.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: I mean, I'm looking at solo tackles less than fifty on the year. Um,
2: um, he, he's had he up a completion on 81% of his times targeted.
0: <laughs> no, oh my gosh. I mean, this is awful. Pro bowler. Well, sometimes you it takes, a,
1: you make a good case there. Sometimes um, it, uh, Offensive alignment is even
2: worse with that. Yeah. I mean, as yeah. Hickman can attest to in years past, it's, it's all about your name. Yeah. I
0: mean, the best part of the pro bowl is definitely when they do the, uh, yeah, the challenges, the hundred uh, percent, you know, who can, I wish they just line up who can chuck the farthest ball. They, they used to do that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they played dodgeball Now it's blah. Um, who was the quarterback a couple years ago that, <laughs> um, you had to like, throw it like around these objects and let the receiver catch it. And the dude couldn't even get it in the ballpark for a receiver to catch it. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's was that Andy as Dalton? Come no, <laughs> it's not near as funny without knowing who the guy was. Um but was i was a Pro Bowler like, though. Like you're in the Pro Bowl and you can't throw this pass to a receiver because he's standing behind a trash can. Um I I'm not watching the Pro Bowl. I'm not watching, I'm not reading anything about the Pro Bowl. I'm pouring it out. It's awful. Um quick you know, fact about
2: the Pro Bowl. Factoid. Um did you know that the Major League Baseball All Star game gets better ratings than the NFL Pro Bowl? Suck it, NFL.
1: <laughs> that surprises no one.
2: Baseball has better ratings than NFL on anything. The, the, the Pro Bowl
1: versus the MLB All-Star game, because one, doesn't the MLB All-Star game actually matter?
2: Um, it, I, they say it matters. They do it, it, it,
1: it ho- home team, right? Yeah, the they World don't treat do it any
2: differently. Everybody still plays. Just saying.
0: Nothing in baseball matters except for where you put the monitors and how hard you have those. Uh, you bang the those, trash how, can? How <laughs> how hard those buzzers are on you. <laughs> That's a good point. Hickman, where you at in the Pro Bowl?
1: Oh, uh, real quick, pour it out.
0: But skills challenge,
1: love it. Bring it back up. the old Thank NFL you. quarterback challenge. I would watch that. So, is there any
0: sport that would not be better if they just did a skills challenge and got rid of the actual game? Uh, no
1: basketball would be tough i think because they i mean they do both but, i mean there is no defense so whatever
0: nope all right guys i don't know if you saw the big news came out this week crystal everybody's favorite sack full has filed <laughs> for bankruptcy now oh, if you're not shocked it's probably because this is the second time in the last 20 years or so crystal has filed for bankruptcy shocker they knew they were struggling so they decided to bring in a heavy hitter and they lured captain d's CEO over to try to turn around the struggling crystal guys are we gonna chug sip or pour crystal not the idea that they would bring in captain d's uh head honcho to try to save them but hickman where do you stand on crystal
1: uh i'm gonna pour out crystal as an establishment. Um, unfortunately it's not you know from chattanooga but it's not tennessee's best offering it's <laughs> given the world um a few years ago there was this thing where uh i was driving by my wife and i were driving by a crystal and it was like 10 crystals and five burgers for I, I don't know and five fries for like five bucks And i was like oh man that looks like what? a deal and and my <laughs> wife said huh
0: that's a heck of a deal
1: and it is and, and and alicia said um Oh, so you're interested in having in, in both diarrhea and celibacy? <laughs> for so, five bucks? Who can say no? <laughs> so I think that sums up Crystal.
0: Chris, where are you at on the old crystal?
2: Uh pour that shit out. Uh, <laughs> it's not for me. I don't like onions, so there are many burgers. They they tend to cook them in onions, and that's just that's just not for me. Um I I remember whenever I was like eight years old, so that would be about twenty five years ago, or so. Um, I actually did enjoy. Uh, Crystal had these little mini pups, little oh yeah, I little was. hot dogs with chili and cheese on them. They were really good about twenty five years ago, but in the last twenty five years, I cannot say that I've actually been to a Crystal to eat. Mm-hmm. Although, oh, funny story, friend of the podcast Caleb McAllister. Hope he's listening to this one. Big WNBA so, fan, right? He's not a WNBA fan. That's David Jester. Uh, oh. But Caleb. Sorry, Caleb. This, this guy is a solid 6'4". He weighs about no less than 350 pounds. Um, he was always on a tight budget. Um, and we were in college together. He would frequently call his, call his mother around midnight and be like, Hey, Mom, I need some more Jaeger money. <laughs> See if she would send him some money. Um, anyways... I took him to Crystal one time. He spent thirteen dollars at Crystal wait,
0: for wait himself.
2: Hickman what? just said you could How do get do the whole that? menu for five dollars. It was something like that, but that's <laughs> He spent just... thir- thirteen dollars at crystal. Uh I'm gonna actually tweet him to see if he can remind me of this story. But <laughs> when the when the person there said it was thirteen dollars, I looked at Caleb and I was like, You could have went anywhere else in Cookville and got the exact same meal, but better At food. a
0: sit down restaurant
2: and been yes. served. Yes, exactly. Unreal. Yeah, pour out crystal.
0: Well, guys, I am actually going to sip the crystal for one reason and one reason only. Their wings are surprisingly really good. That's true. Uh, we got some guys come over on Monday nights to watch some football. One guy decided it was on his way, so he'd pick up some crystal. He didn't want to get a sack full of nothing else but crystal burgers, so he got some wings as well, and pleasantly surprised how good those crystal wings were. Next up on our Chuck Zipper pour here. They announced the NFL draft in Las Vegas coming up here in a couple months. They're going to draft. They have the actual stage in the fountains at the Bellagio where the players will be taken to and from the stage on a boat. Hickman, Chuck Zipper the NFL draft on water.
1: I'm pouring that out. Oh, my gosh. It's just like. It's just gonna make it longer. There's, I, I'm just, I'm just not interested in it. It's, it's pageantry for pageantry's sake, and I don't, uh, whatever. I mean, in front of the Bellagio, sure, that's cool, but we don't need boats. Like, let people walk. Like, we're not. I don't know. Did we consult the the CEO of Captain D's for this as well? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I don't get it.
2: Chris, where do you stand? I'm gonna sip this one. I think it's a cool concept. And I don't know how they take the concept and make it actually work. So I look forward to seeing it happen. It could make for some great TV. Uh, as Higman said, the time delays, I'm going to be yeah. really pissed whenever they're, uh, there's a backlog on boats and they're waiting to uh, take them there. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're not going to announce our pick yet. You only get 15 minutes of pick oh. or something. So um, I'm going to sip it on the concept. I think the concept is pretty nice because each time they go to a city, they want to like, make it special, cater it to that city. So understand it, but at the same time I have no clue how this is going to turn out good.
0: Yeah, I'm kinda like Chris. Yeah. I'm I'm sipping the idea because I think it could work. Um but I wonder I mean how close are fans going are we are you, you going to be able to hear the the Jets boo no matter who they draft? Are you going to hear <laughs> the commissioner get booed every time he steps on stage? Like hopefully. Are fans awesome. going to be close enough um and, I mean, surely they're going to put, like, 20 guys in the same boat and just put that one boat out there and have them walk off, right? Like, there's not going to be 20 boats and then this log jam of... I mean, guys, this,
1: this sounds horrible.
0: Uh, some, and I, if somebody falls in, it's going to make it
1: all worth it. But I mean, it sounds,
0: oh, I'm actually hoping somebody hacks the fountains and just turns them puppies on in the middle of the draft.
2: I, I was hoping somebody started a go me and got Joe Burrow to jump in because if the number one pick jumps in the people after him are going to follow, That's I mean, true. Well. so I just hope the players jump in. I think it'd be funny. Well.
0: All right, we got a couple more here. Um, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens did not make it into the Baseball Hall of Fame. For some reason, a guy named Larry Walker decided to make it in. Hickman, you're a baseball sports nut.
1: Absolutely.
0: How do you feel about Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens not being in the Baseball Hall of Fame? I think they should stay out. Whoa! Because they are worse than Eli Manning.
1: (laughs) I mean if Eli Manning was on the juice maybe he would uh, have been a you know a better quarterback too. I mean it was part of the steroid era everything was inflated bonds head size grew 18 times from 1991 to 2003. It's Which really crazy. Like I'm not a baseball guy but pictures of him with the Pirates in 92 93 versus where he was in 03 with the wasn't that his record setting season? Was it 01? 01 or 03? I can't remember. when, yeah. he, when did he hit 73?
2: I didn't watch either one of those. I don't know. Somewhere early early two thousands.
1: Okay, he looked com- he was a completely different human. I mean, Roger Roger Clones was he's like an all around dirtbag, though, right? On top of being a steroid guy, so was Bonds,
2: right? Neither likable,
1: right? Not, and that shouldn't play into it whether or not somebody's likable. But it, let's be honest, it does, especially when you have baseball writers and sports writers that are that are voting. So I don't know. For that, I don't care as much. I for. Uh having an illegal advantage over that time frame, I say keep them out.
0: When I think of base like when I think of Hall of Fame, for me I just thought I think of like who are the best players that I can think of. I could care less about baseball, but when I look back over the last 20 years, Bonds and Clemens were two of the best players in baseball. Why they're not in the hall is ridiculous. Um they were the best. Put them in. Um I don't know if they're actually going to get it. I don't know how this whole process is going to work, um, but they need to be, and I am pouring out that they're not in, chugging that they need to be
2: in the Hall of Fame. Chris, Set straight. where are you at? Uh, Logan's correct on this issue, 100%. Baseball those, guys, those guys were Hall of Fame players before they they met the steroids. Uh, they were Hall of Fame players. Why they had steroids, There's no. there's no – way you can look at guys and be like, oh, he was on steroids. Cause if you look at some of these guys that are on steroids, um, you have a lot of like fringe players. that get caught on steroids these days. Um, just because you're on steroids, it doesn't make you great. Uh, those guys were great. I'm not saying it didn't help them, but most of the guys using steroids, it, it's to help them stay healthy. It's not actually bulk up. It's to actually get them through a 162 game season. So,
1: so that was like the Mike Musina thing, right?
2: How do you uh, know that, that guy wasn't on steroids? So, so that
1: he was. Well, when he he wasn't he the one that, or Andy Pettit. It was Andy Pettit that got busted for yes. rehabbing an injury, right? Yes. Which was very different than what it was for other people bulking up. So there's there's a whole Malcolm Gladwell podcast on that, which is really interesting and why it was like Andy Pettit wasn't wrong. But anyway, like let let me ask you this: Does what the Astros did does that taint the legacy of those teams? Yes. Okay. Does the performance sensing drugs taint the legacy of bonds and clemens or Raphael palmero or mark mcguire or sammy sosa whoever
2: i don't i don't think so they weren't against it wasn't against baseball rules it wasn't against, they like major league baseball steroids weren't banned they weren't a banned substance they weren't tested for it so I mean, obviously obviously they're gonna
1: why was there a congressional hearing about it god
2: why is there congressional hearings about half the well, shit the, there is? that's
1: ridiculous that Makes me mad. No, I mean whether it was right or not.
2: True story. I didn't vote for John McCain because of that presidential hearings <laughs> or, or congressional hearings. He was he was the man behind it. I would not vote for him for president. That.
0: Well, it's a total was, waste of money. I'll yep. tell you what makes me mad is when Matthew David Hickman promotes rival podcast on our podcast.
1: Malcolm Gladwell revisionist history.
0: Come on great. now. We are we are Sorry, climbing guys. the ranks trying to catch him over here. Yeah, Malcolm. Hickman's plugging him i expect mr gladwell to also plug our podcast
1: yeah please do please do
0: (laughs) all right guys we got two more chug zipper pours hickman survivor Mm -hmm. the show not surviving (laughs) but the actual show since 2000 when it started we've seen 39 seasons of survivor chug zipper pour has got to be one of the longest running reality shows ever yeah, 39
1: seems a bit excessive um, I'm I'm gonna pour it out I just I don't know how many reality shows we need it was also one of the first and I think it probably spawned a bunch of just terrible shows so I've got to pour it out for its influence in that way as well so pouring out not a fan
2: Chris sorry McClure I'm going to uh, pour it out um, <laughs> I can't imagine anybody um, would religiously watch that show. Um, can't imagine what kind of losers those people are. Um, also another reason I'm it out. I'm pretty sure y'all two may have been involved in this. Um, we went to a, a very, very, very conservative Christian college. Um, some of us graduated from there. I did not. Um, you didn't even have a desk. Did not have a desk for a semester. That's a true story. And, uh, we only had certain, like, we could only get what was like you, your ABC, NBC, CBS in your dorm room. And in our UC, you could get like other channels. We were watching a game, oh, yeah. a football game that was on ESPN, I think it was, <laughs> in the UC. And in comes, in comes like, I don't even know who the hell they were. And and they turned the channel to Survivor while we were in the middle of watching a football game. I think it's probably a Tennessee game. And I have—I don't know that I've ever been more mad uh, at my time at Johnson Bible College than I was right there. I was just like, I don't know who these people think they are, but this is the dumbest thing ever. We were here first. I remember we
1: came back to like see what was going on like later, like to like almost heckle them and be antagonist, antagonist. Frankly, I remember one guy like borderline crying because some dude named Rupert lost his shoes or something like that. Like. <laughs> Rupert, come on! I'm a Rupert. What happened to Rupert? And we're like, God,
0: oh, they've got to oh, be in the forest for Rupert to find them. Yeah, I have. There's been a couple times in my life when I've tried to watch Survivor, and I just can't do it. This show is not good. This made-up drama of you know people scared to death—they're not going to be able to survive on this island. Hey, guess what? Life gets terrible. You raise your hand, and the helicopter comes and picks you up. Man, it's not that hard. That's great, it's not a big deal. Um. I am pouring out the idea of Survivor as a reality show, but I'm actually going to sip the, so the show Survivor because I was told by a very smart gentleman years ago, Survivors brought about all these reality shows. It does not take half a brain to write the plot for a reality show, Big Brother, Survivor, any of those. So what that means is it consolidates all these producers and directors and and creative minds into a shorter time period of network television, prime time and so It allows shows like lost the greatest show in the history of television to be created because these stations had millions of dollars and a ton of time to fill. And so they basically created essentially a movie um, and put it as a show once a week, like lost. So for that reason, I got to sip the idea of survivor. All right. Not for what they were, but for what they weren't. Last but not least, guys, Hickman, are you chug sipping or pouring seventy degree days in January? As it was just announced, oh. the hot, the warmest um, southeastern United States in history this past year.
1: Yeah, um, it's just weird. I'm I'm pouring it out. I <laughs> yeah, I, am, I don't like it. I I'm okay with this with the seasons. I like the I like you know having a winter season. Um, otherwise, just you know, just live in Florida. Uh, you know, Ain't
2: nobody want to do that.
1: If you don't want seasons, that's where you go. You go no. to Arizona and Florida.
2: That's why the you, population you make,
1: exploded there.
2: You make headlines when you move to Florida. You don't want that.
1: Well, hashtag I mean, Florida
2: man. So, so man. basically,
1: if you go to Florida and don't do bath salts. It's because of that. So anyway, I, I don't know. I like I like some snow every now and then. I'll I'll take the changing of the seasons. Uh, I'm I'm pouring out. Not a fan.
0: Chris, where are you staying on these 70 degree January days?
2: Um, I'm going to sip it. And the only reason I'm just sipping it and not chugging it is these 70 degree days are followed up with 22 degree days (laughs) in Tennessee. (laughs) Um, I'm not a fan of the, of the 50 degree temperature swings. Um, I'd be, I would love if it was 70 year round. I mean, hell sign me up for that. Uh, I hate cold weather, but at the same time, uh, I don't like the, this, the the drastic I can wear shorts and t-shirt one day and the next day uh, with no warning whatsoever. I'm, I'm like winter coat and toboggan and all that nonsense. So that's the only reason I'm sipping it.
0: 70 degrees in January before Thanksgiving in Knoxville, Tennessee, we had our first snow of the year. So it went 70 in January. We still get our snow days. Um, You know, my thought, my theory has always been if it's going to be cold, it might as well snow. But here's what happens, guys. When it's 70 degrees in January, we get these crazy coronaviruses coming out of China that's eating people's lungs. Um, 70 degree days, the world, the weather, it's all getting crazy. Um, But I would much prefer a 70 degree January than a 20 degree January with no snow. So, sipping the 70 degrees... um, with the caveat that when that happens, we've got we already had snow this year, so I'm good with it. Guys, that's it. That's all we got. That's all we she wrote. It. We successfully ended episode Kobe Bryant. This has been the Sports Nuts and Beard Nuts Podcast.